In this episode, Coming Home to Yourself with Julianne Vaccaro, I get to interview Julianne, who is someone who I randomly started following, um, gosh, back, I guess, towards the end of my competing days, and she was competing, and I don't know how I found her, but I've watched her journey since then, and it's been transformational and inspiring, and anyone who's feeling stuck at all with where they are, I feel like you're going to get a lot out of this episode. So I initially wanted to have her on to talk about how she transitioned from you know, being a traditional health and wellness coach into now more of a holistic coach. She is a somatic sexologist, a spiritual mentor, mentor, and women's holistic health and life coach. And what this has allowed her to do is go deeper with her clients. Because I also know from my own personal experience that the nutrition and the workouts, that's all surface level. And when we are ready to truly change, we're going to have to go just a little bit deeper. So in this episode, she talks about why she made that transition. She also talks about how we can become more embodied. This is something that I am personally working on. So she takes us through a great exercise. And if you don't know what embodiment is, she explains all of that. And then she also explains somatic sexology, also what that entails and how it can help us take our power back. So there's a lot of talk in this episode about balancing out our energies between the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine, the doing and the being. I highly encourage you to check Julianne out. She has her own amazing podcast, the Reclamation Podcast or Project, excuse me. And I've got her Instagram linked in the show notes, as well as a link to her website and all of her amazing programs. Enjoy. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. I am honored to have Julianne Vaccaro. Is that how you say your name? Yes. Yes, Julianne Vaccaro with me today. And she is a women's transformation coach. Can you explain a little bit more about that, Julianne, what that means and entails? Sure. I think, well, first, thank you for, for bringing me onto the show. I'm excited to be here. Of course. Uh, and then as far as what I do with women, it feels like it's a broad range of different things. I originally started out in the industry with food freedom coaching and body confidence coaching. I worked with a lot of ex-athletes and ex-competitors that had really worked and strived through a lens of perfection and like through their gym and their food. So a lot of restrictive dieting, a lot of over-exercising, um, struggling with body dysmorphia. So that was my story as well. I was in the fitness industry and started as a holistic health coach. And, and so my work has really often reflected where I've been at in my journey and the journey that I've taken to where I'm at today in my body and the things that I've just been unraveling over the years. And so my work and the process that I had been moving through was really just coming home to myself, working through childhood trauma, and it led me down into the world of somatic sexology, which is the work that I do with women today and working with them in, in, in around embodiment and pleasure 
and sexuality and really embracing their feminine learning how to be in relationship to the self but also to others so it's kind of that that broad spectrum of things it's beautiful and I was telling Julianne before we hopped on it's I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really trying, I'm trying to turn this corner. Um, embodiment is challenging for me. It's my current work and practice. But before we dive into that, how did you know that you needed to change from going from that, you know, the coach where you're working on food freedom and more like a gym, traditional health coach into this? How did I know I needed to change on a business level? Yeah. Well, I think that once I started to chip away like one layer at a time with my own journey, it just kept going into something deeper and deeper and deeper. And it felt like I eventually landed on this like relational somatic and sexuality front of things. Mm -hmm. And with that, I just knew it felt like it was the glue that kind of held all of the other stuff that I was doing together. Mm-hmm. And so my work, like what I was doing before the, the programs and the modules that like, I still love, it feels like they cover different realms, right? Like I was working in the physical realm of things and then I started to drop deeper and not that it's better or worse or anything like that, but I moved into more of like the energetic and the and the like energetic body and the sexual body in these different areas. And it was like the, it didn't feel like it covered everything. Yeah. It felt almost incomplete if I didn't make that shift and make that the the focus. Cause that also felt like the most powerful piece to all of it. It felt like that had the biggest impact and the biggest transformation. I would agree with that so much because the workouts and the nutrition, it really is such a small piece of the puzzle when it comes to our lives and ourselves as a whole. Was it a hard transition to make, um, not necessarily on a business level, but for your own personal journey? There was a lot of, I think, resistance to making the shift in like in the full capacity of making that shift, like really saying like, I'm not going to advertise or, or market or really talk about food and nutrition anymore. There was a really hard shift when the personal shift happened and I made a really big switch and I was instantly like, everything's getting rebranded and everything's getting renamed. And like, it felt so authentic. And that's, that's the, 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 um, the titles and the, the courses that I have now. And it's just kind of expanded from there. Um, so that, that felt like, you know, really from a place of like truth for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I love it. So can you explain more? Let's say someone who typically listens to this podcast, all they're familiar with is nutrition and diet. And that's why they've come in the past. Can you explain to us what embodiment truly is? Yeah. I feel like I like to always simplify it. Um, So a lot of the work that I do, I like to say, like, and then this, this expression, I feel like is really in a lot of the things that you see, which is coming home to the body and coming home to the self. And I think that we've, we live in a world that's constantly pulling us away from being in our body. We're sitting at our desks all day. We're really, we kind of find ourselves stuck in like one pattern, one routine, um, one way of being. And so embodiment is really starting to awaken those parts of ourselves and starting to move out of that stuck energy and that stuck place, um, you know, out of our heads. So a lot of coming home into 
and expanding our capacity to feel, expanding our capacity to feel specifically pleasure and starting to awaken and enliven like what's there. And when we go there, typically we're, we're met with uncomfortable feelings or met with the shadow self. And so there's a lot of feeling and high sensations that are involved in that. And that's typically the work in the realm that I'm, I'm working in with the clients that I have and really looking at and healing those wounds that are living in the body and living in the tissue. How does one, well, okay. So let's say I'm listening. I'm like, okay, yeah, I need this. What are some tools or how do you get clients to start this process? Yeah. Or is that your secret? I'm going to just take you through what, what comes through for me right now. I think first I would get really clear on what, what's your intention with it? Like, what do you really want to feel? How do you want to feel in your body? Getting really clear, clear on where you're at. And then again, once again, getting clear on where you want to be. Um, something that I led my client through today, which I'll give you is a really uh, simple, but effective way to bridge the gap and where you want to be is doing some sort of polarity integration. So um, it, I'm going to run you through it actually really slowly. So um, basically you could feel yourself in the here and the now and in, in this present moment and close your eyes and really drop in and feel that fully and then bounce back and forth between you and the here and now and this future self that you'd want to feel like the freedom, the, the pleasure, the connection to our intuition, um, the lightness in our bodies. Like, what does that feel like? And bounce back and forth between the two. And after like two to three rounds, if you feel them both together, they'll start to swirl and they'll start to feel similar. And, um, if it feels like you need to do a couple more rounds, keep doing it until they start to really merge and you'll start to really integrate that, that part of you. Um, but that's really a simple technique that you could start to implement and see, and you can use it for so many different things as well. It's so interesting that you just said the word freedom, unless that's what everybody wants. And I think that I'm special, but when I sit down and, you know, as an entrepreneur, you get this, like you start your business and you think it's going to be great. You're going to have all this freedom. And then all of a sudden you don't have any freedom at all because you're so busy and you got the clients, but like, that's what I crave. I crave that freedom so much. Um, so I just, I don't think it's an accident that we're chatting today. I'm hopeful that other people need to hear that too. So, okay. So that's how we do that. I told you, I'm super interested to hear about this somatic sexology. Tell us more about this, please. Yeah. What do you want to know? What is it? Number one, (laughs) and then I'll dive deeper. (laughs) Sure. Um, so it's, it feels as if there's a lot of different areas and healing modalities that are included in the practice that I've, that I do. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of like somatic therapy, body work and somatic and sexological body work. So there's two halves to the entire session that we go through. And it's about three hours. Um, there's coaching pre and post and really getting clear on similarly, like what I worked with you guys today here, like what's, what's the intention? How do you really want to feel? What do you feel like the blocks are? Um, and typically we're going back into really deep, like seated storylines of our lives. Like what, what are the themes in our lives? What are we really, what's our soul here to do? Like what's happening in the earth school that we're in and what are the spiritual lessons that are happening? Um, and often there's, 
they're just, it comes up as relationships, right? Everything is a relationship with the way we relate to our business, the way that we relate to ourselves, um, intimate partnerships, friendships. And so we're working a lot on that piece in the storyline. And um, as we go into, well, so I'm going to back up a little bit. When we start out and we're born, like we're super, we're clear and we're clean and we're very unconditioned, right? And we collect all of these negative experiences and traumas, big T's and small T's. And uh, as that happens, we start to develop like aches and pains in these different areas of tension in our body. And a lot of the therapy and a lot of the, the healing that I think we do on this side of the world is very from the neck up. And mm-hmm. so with somatics, we're doing everything that's from the neck down and we're actually getting into the tissue because the, the trauma and the stuck energy, which are just are the emotions, right? Energy and motion, those things get stuck in the body. And so with the body work, we're actually getting into the tissue and unwinding that energy. And also again, expanding your capacity to feel and go into like what's actually there. A lot of us who are hanging out in our heads, um, which is most of us, right? Like the world asks us to do that. Um, For those of us that are really up there, there's a lot of, we're like analyzing things. Um, My head just totally went, I went, lost my track, my train of thought there. (laughs) yeah, so we're in our heads and I see I'm just like in my head now. And then I got <laughs> lost up there. Um, so when we come back home to the body, we start to feel and we start to really tap into um, those authentic expressions and we drop into a place of safety and, and our nervous system starts to regulate. Um, and so with, with the work, when we go into the body, all of these things and memories start to surface. And I'm taking you through these experiences and actually allowing you to reprogram the way these happened in your life. Like you'll find yourself in memories that consciously, like from, from where you're listening today, not remembering to really have a lot of weight. Like it's usually memories that you wouldn't really think meant a lot to you, but the body has held on to it. Mm-hmm. And so um, we go through those experiences and really take your power back often you know, we're going into sexual experience as well, like any abusive scenarios that you've been in or times you've felt really unsafe in your body and we get to reestablish that. Is that a common thing for women to feel unsafe in their bodies? Yeah, I would definitely say so. That's really interesting and kind of sad at the same time, but thank goodness we have something like this to help us. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, I was just going to say that I think that it's, it's for men too. Like it's for, it's for all of us. I think that, I mean, even in the world and the climate that we've lived in for the last two years, it's felt really activating and triggering. And there's so many social justice issues happening and it's happening all around us, right? Like the masks, all of that. And so I think that it's just like an, uh, an elevated lack of safety. Absolutely. You know, when you were talking about the big T and the little T, in case you guys didn't catch that, you know, trauma isn't always this big momentous thing. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the division would be, but the little T is just as important as the big T. And I think you're right. Like the collective trauma that we're all dealing with right now. Thank goodness people are out there like you who can help us with all of this stuff. Wow. So the, the other thing that I think is so fascinating that you work with is like the doing versus the being. Can, can you speak to that if someone's not familiar with what's the difference and why it might be important to work on this? Yeah. 
So the other day in my mastermind, we talked a lot about purpose and we were talking about how if your your business is attached to purpose, it's going to feel like anytime you're not doing in the business, you're like not connected. And so we talked about the purpose of like being in our human bodies. And it's kind of that like debate of, is it doing or being like, is it what we achieve and what we're here to accomplish? Or is it the experience that we're actually here to have like in, in this human body? So I think that it's, it's kind of like a balance and it's both. Uh, and I think that working with a lot of different entrepreneurs, it's something that we're always dancing back and forth between, right? Like their polarities and uh, like gender aside, I, I mean, I use terms like masculine and feminine, some prefer yin and yang and um, just these different polarities, like how do they, they flow, we flow in and out of them but like every single day and the society and the work that we do, especially like you said, you want the freedom, um, but owning a business can feel like there's so much to do all the time. And there's so much, again, we've spent so much time in our heads. So, so yeah. How do you, so since you know, I mean, you know exactly what it's like, how do, how do you balance it out? How do you balance the masculine and the feminine for yourself? I try to really slow down and toggle between the different activities and things that I do. And it's not like always perfect, right? It's, I sometimes like forget. And, but basically what that practice looks like is, is doing something to almost differentiate between one activity to the next. Like if I'm moving from a work day where I was on calls all day and I was in this like coaching or mentorship or practitioner energy, like let me switch before I start to um, talk or be with a partner, or go to a friend, like kind of make that, that clearing happen. And that also helps me like feel balanced and more present to where I'm at in, in each of those experiences. So that's one practice that I really like to do. I, I appreciate the fact that you, you, you are doing it. Like you, you know exactly how I feel and you, you've made it work. So I'm like, there's hope Kylie. There's hope for you. <laughs> There's 100% hope, yes. Um, so you were just in Costa Rica, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was down there for a bit. There? Was that a work thing? Was that a fun thing, both? Yeah, so I went down there for uh, a week-long ayahuasca journey that I did at Soltaria Healing Center. And then I had just really been craving traveling. And so I decided to go for about six weeks. And then I sublet my apartment for two months and uh, had something to do up in Portland and then went down to Sedona. So it was just like a big two month travel, travel happening thing. Oh, like I mean, Asia. how was that experience for you? Are you ready to talk about it or? Yeah. I, the ayahuasca. Yeah. It was, I don't think it's ever what you really expect. <laughs> I was craving a big experience and I feel that it was big. It was just big in a different way. It felt like uh, she, she, and just ayahuasca just kept putting me to sleep mm-hmm. and it was really sweet and really almost blissful mm-hmm. yet also really frustrating. So talk about polarity. Like, it's like, God, why are you putting me to sleep? Like she would point to something and then I would just pass out again. And it wasn't even like I could stay awake. It was just, she was putting me out. Uh, so it was really a a practice of trust and not questioning like this mysterious plant and (laughs) allowing it to be what it was. And who knows if that was, you know, kind of almost felt like 
allowing like I was giving this I was given the space to actually have my body catch up to a lot of like the work that I've done over the last couple years um like have been I've been doing so much somatics but also this is I think another route that you can take that's obviously different Mm -hmm. but has a similar intention for an outcome right Mm -hmm. like freedom in the body clearing things purging things letting things out finding wholeness um seeing the connectivity between us and like everything coming into this these higher like non-ordinary states um so so yeah that was pretty neat and then I just got to play for the rest of the the time and work yeah I think that's so fantastic well I'd like to also talk about you know you mentioned this restrictive lifestyle that you had had before in terms of, I mean, I know what you had to do to compete and I know what that training schedule is like. And now you have much significantly more freedom in that area. Um, where, where I guess what's my question here, how did you know that you needed to step away from that restrictive lifestyle? There was a moment when I was competing where it felt like all of my binge eating disorders came back and all of my, like my relationship to myself had just really changed. Mm -hmm. And I was in this really awful, like yucky cycle with again, overtraining and under eating and being put in front of judges and panels that like, you know, kind of are there to pick out these imperfect things and, and like, what's, what's perfection. So it was hard. And I think that a lot of these things came back into my life and I started to really not feel good about myself. And I would always go to target and convince myself that I could buy these seasonal food items and hold on to them until after the show, which I could never do. And so one time I was driving home and before I knew it, I was like covered in peanut butter. Everything in the car was covered. I had gone through all of the Oreos, like an entire jar. And I remember just looking in the mirror and really just thinking like, how long are you going to keep doing this and like how, and for what and who, and it just didn't make sense anymore. And so I started, like, I really just decided that I needed to be done Mm -hmm. and endure the journey, like the challenging journey that I knew was ahead around like stopping macro counting and, and like things that just didn't feel in alignment with me anymore. And it's not to say like they don't work or work for some people, but it just wasn't, it wasn't working for me anymore. It was creating this really restrictive mindset and environment for me. And so I started to figure out how I could achieve, you know, the, the body that I wanted, but from a place of love and from a place of eating lots of really great foods and like training in a way that felt really expansive to me and didn't lead to injuries or, you know, like days where I like didn't want to move my body at all and not pushing myself. And so as those things started to really heal, I I could see this, like these other things that were just the root of a lot of those things that were playing out in my life. And I could see that it, you know, I I got, I was in one abusive relationship after the next, um, one of which ended in a pregnancy and it was traumatic for me. And then I started to really look at healing, healing my womb space and really connecting to that part of me. And because it was such like a violation, there was um, so much there. And a lot of these abusive relationships that I was were in were pushing the boundaries of love safety in, a, in big ways. Yeah. And so um, it led me into repetitive patterns and really living outside of my body. I was starting to really experience the world from like a third 
like a bird's eye perspective experience myself in that way and didn't even realize it was something that was like off. I didn't realize that, that I was outside of my body until a healer pointed that out. And so I started that whole kind of like started my journey of how of coming home to myself and really trusting and being here. Well, so you answered my question. I was going to ask you if you had any help on this path, because I know how hard it is. So you did work with a healer, at least one person. Yeah, I worked with a lot all the time. I think, I mean, during these really big, important moments in my life, it felt like I was in need of different kinds of support. And part of my journey, and I think a lot of the women that I work with find this to be true for themselves or something similar is this piece of community and sisterhood and, um, and like soul family and being seen and witnessed because that's been the most transformative part of the somatic journey and the somatic work that I've, that I do is like, is this contact and touch and really feeling and being there with another person. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that being witnessed just makes the healing journey go so much farther and so much deeper and so much wider. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I, I joke, like, give me all the help because I too have a lot of helpers, but I just don't think, I know I'm not equipped to do it on my own. I don't have the right questions or the right tools. Um, so I, I love that you had all that support. Yeah. And I think if you're working with, you know, the right, like, not that there's right or wrong, but if like really, um, transformative coaches are going to bring you home to yourself in a way where there's like buzzword, but like sovereignty and you, um, you know, you live in your own autonomy and you make decisions that are right for you and best for you. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. I, I mean, it, it is hard because as someone who lives in their head a lot, you know, you're constantly playing out the scenarios. Well, how will that affect so-and-so and what will they think and all of that? Oh, that's very cool. What, here's another thing we have to talk about because no matter what topic I have planned for our podcast, something that always comes up is body dysmorphia, whether I'm talking to a man or a woman, or we're talking about pleasure or that anything else. Can you talk about, let's just talk about body dysmorphia. I like to say that everyone's got it because nobody actually knows what they look like. Um, Can you talk about your experience with body dysmorphia? Yeah, I think that, the competing journey that I was on that I somewhat took you through it, it really like bluntly, like it, it's just destroyed the relationship that I had with my body. I let it, um, I let it. And it's also, you're in this really toxic, unhealthy environment that is, is basing your beauty and your value on in some way on the shape of your body, the shape of your breasts, your butt, like the length of your hair, the way that your makeup is style. I once had a judge tell me that the color of my hair was wrong and I couldn't have that if I ever wanted to place. And so like, you know, hearing these things now it's absurd and ridiculous, but these are also the messages that are spread wider than the fitness industry and the bodybuilding industry. Like it's in our media and it's in the newspapers and it's on social media. Like and we're, it's, it's all just, you know, the, the programming that we're, that we're in, yeah. um, that we're, that we're being, you know, fed. So really to unwind that is a lot. Yeah, it is. And what, what I think is so hard is women who aren't even in the industry are, are fighting that battle too. So my clients are, you know, working professionals <laughs> trying to live up to that ideal oftentimes. And 
I mean, talk about a, a battle. You, ju- I mean, not that that's unattainable for everybody, but why is that the standard? And it just stinks that that's standard that has been set. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of different accounts and platforms and things that are popping up to like address it. Yes. Um, but I think that like what's most important and I think how we can really start to make like a, an impact in this way, if we can take it to the individual level, would just be like being authentic and like what we are doing and what we're not doing. And not that we need to share everything with everybody and share like all of the, the you know, the plan that we have and the actions that we take, but um, just being authentic. Cause I think that in a lot of the, the pressures that we have is because we have this really ridiculous expectation of what we should and shouldn't look like. And we don't even know what everybody is doing to get there. I could not agree with that statement more, but I also agree that I do feel that there is a shift. Um, Just, I think we're all just fed up with it. And so if you look, you know, look for the helpers, like Mm. Mr. Rogers would say, they are (laughs) out there for sure. Yeah. I Um, see them. So I, before, before we hopped on, I had asked you like, who, what are the types of women that you typically work with? But do you also work with men or is it strictly women or just by nature women? I've worked with men before, but my main, my main market, like the main, uh, (laughs) the ideal clients that I have, like, I just end up working with women. I think that there's, it's a different kind of relatability. Absolutely. And you said they're about 25 to 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that's the age range, 25 to 40. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for, what is it they're looking for when they come to you? Do they know? I would also say freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Like you said, I think we're all looking for freedom or love. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the two. We talked about that their day in a mastermind that I was in, like where that's all really the the like core desire is love or freedom. Mm-hmm. So with your coaching, I was looking at your website today, I mentioned, and you have actually several programs, like from one-on-one coaching to programs that I could sign up for today and run through the course by myself. Can you tell us a little bit about the programs and the offerings that you have? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for checking them out. Of course. I, um, I, I started, like I said, in the health and fitness industry and at that time developed my own five phase method that really helped so many women in so many different ways. And it led you through this five phase process where you would address the different layers of who you were from the physical, emotional level, and really looking at your food and your movement and the relationship to your body, the relationship to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it always went into the realm of relationship in some way, but those were the main realms. And so this methodology, um, covered like, you know, the different systems, like the, like your gut health, your, your reproductive system, adrenals, um, liver health. And so it gave you the keys to come home to your body and really learn how to eat intuitively, heal your body. And again, get, achieve this physical body that you really desire. And, um, but from a place of wholeness, from a place of, again, like wholesome food. And so again, when, then, when I went through the somatic stuff, um, I started to add the somatic and the sexology piece. And so the methodology expanded. So goddess initiative is a three month program that really focuses on food freedom and body confidence and this physical side of things. And really looking at things from like a health perspective and what you can eat, but 
doing it from how do you be the intuitive eater rather than somebody else telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. And then goddess reclamation has that. And, and then in addition, the somatic sexology piece, and then I have a one-on-one in-person somatic uh, sexology program that I can take you through, which is an embodiment course and program that we do uh, like three-hour body work sessions. So there's a range of different pieces, but um, the the main entryway that I find clients coming into now and the way that I'm positioned now is this coming home to your feminine, coming home to your body, really learning how to be embodied, what that means. Like you said, what is this exactly? And what is, what will it do for me? Like, what will it actually get me in the, in the outside world, how I feel different and how do those things actually matter? Um, so Awaken Your Divine Feminine is my most, uh, that's like the, the place where most people start. And then uh, a lot of them find themselves in wanting to do somatic work. Well, and that was going to be my question. I was wondering if that was like, if it was an in-person thing. So it is. Yeah, there's, I have two different offerings because I have on and a virtual version and then the in-person, in-person work is, is different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say which one is, is better per se, but the in-person one is different. Like you can't, you can't replace touch and there's more of this sexological component to it where we're working on those centers in the body. And, uh, it's, it's like a rocket ship to this like embodied version, Um, and having you really work on this relaxation, regulating the nervous system, clearing the trauma out, and then expanding into these erotic places within ourselves. That sounds absolutely amazing. I know which program I'm going to be signing up for. (laughs) (laughs) And just to speak to the virtual piece, like the virtual piece, we're doing somatic sessions, Uh um, but it's obviously there's, we don't have hands on touch. So I'm leading you through these bigger processes that come up through to being in our body and working on the the material that's coming up in your day-to-day life so you're going back into the memories like I explained earlier when you're doing table work um, but you're doing it on your own which is also freaking cool because you learn how to do it by yourself you learn how to do it on your own you learn how to regulate your emotions and move through things and like emote in a way that um, the ego like moves out of the way to let you do I mean, and I'm just laughing at my questions too, because like, of, uh, it's clear as I'm someone who's kind of in their head, like, well, what would that embodiment get me? Like, well, so why, why do I need to do this? <laughs> but I'm I need here to remind myself all the time still. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, Julianne. So, I mean, you are, you give clearly a lot of your energy to people through your coaching. How do you, how do you fill back up and I don't know if you need to protect your energy, but like, how do you still keep yourself well while helping everyone else? Hmm. Movement. I I love to move my body. I feel like a lot of my design and like who I am in this world right now is mm-hmm. like I express and feel a lot through movement. So uh, whether it's dance or walking or nature is just such a big part of it. Like there's just so much connection there and it, really brings me back home to my body instantly. It feels like it's just an instant drop in. Uh, So, so nature and movement and a lot of like balancing again, this doing and being, whether it's doing art or being in the bathtub and and not doing anything, like not doing a workshop or catching up on a masterclass, like sitting in the bath, not journaling, or maybe there's like a journaling practice. So like balancing these things, but really tuning into what is, like, what do I really need in this moment? What do we need in this 
the like today, you know, looking and feeling into what your body really wants. Yeah. And that's exactly why we have to do this. So we can be in tune with what our body needs and wants in those moments. Mm -hmm. I am so jazzed. So um, my friend Carrie was telling me, she also lives in Denver. There's this ecstatic dance class that she goes to and they just opened up to in-person last week. It's in the Highlands and it's a silent dance floor, but everyone, you just go and you dance. So I'm going this Thursday because I think it's just going to help me like do my thing and get in there. So if you ever want to go, um, I'll send you the information. It's right. It's close to you. I was going to say, yeah. I'm over in that area now. So definitely yeah. send it my way. It's off like 30 second and something. And I'm like, give me that ecstatic dance. She is all about it. So is it a silent disco or no music at all? Um, well, that's what I'm not clear on. I just know there's no talking and I'm like, great, even better. (laughs) Great. No small talk. No small talk. (laughs) That's cool. I mean, I just love, I mean, were you a dancer before or did you just shift from strength training to like moving and grooving? I just shifted. Yeah. I just shifted. <laughs> well, and I have to point out, so in case you guys didn't hear, I had to write this down. She's like, I just decided. Anyone who I've had on the podcast that has made major changes in their life, I hate to simplify things, but you just have to decide, right? I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> That's the clarity piece is hard, but once you get it and you decide and you go, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Yeah. It has been, I don't know if I mentioned it when I actually hit record or not, but I've followed Julianne back when she was competing. That's because I was still in that space too. And watching you transform has been so fun. It's been fun to watch and to see your journey unfold without really knowing you. Um, It's so inspiring too. And again, it gives hope. We don't, we can change, right? We can change. Mm -hmm. Where you yeah. are doesn't determine where you're going to go. Totally. Yeah. Feel that. Yeah. Thank you for being and just like being a part of my journey. Yeah. Psycho yeah. stalker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've like felt that fully in my heart. Well, yeah. no, I mean it. Well, thank you for doing what you do. And thanks for taking the time with us today. I will put links to all of your stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. You're welcome, Julian. Have a nice day. You too. Thanks.